You know it and we know it. Next year is creeping up real quick. So if you want to win inside your niche in 2024, you need tech that puts you in the pilot seat. Collaborate on every inch of the customer journey inside the new HubSpot Sales Hub. With a comprehensive prospecting workspace and powerful sales analytic tools, data is connected across your teams, so your leads are never going to slip through the cracks. HubSpot Sales Hub lets you accelerate every facet of your sales operation with precision. And with over 1,400 integrations, there are tons of ways that you can mix in the new features. So finish out Q4 strong and gear up for the new year with HubSpot Sales Hub. Learn more at HubSpot.com sales. What is the attitude we need to have when we step into using AI? What are people feeling, really, when it comes to AI and this new world? And truthfully, I think there's a lot of panic, especially in the marketing world and professional marketers. And I understand the panic. I understand why people are going, is AI going to be taking our jobs? But it's not. And we need to have the courage to actually step into using the tools so that we can actually get more of our messages out there in a clear way to more customers and help them solve their problem. Hero Maker, welcome to the Marketing Made Simple podcast, powered by StoryBrand and brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, where we believe your marketing should be easy and it should work. I am your host, Dr. JJ Peterson, and I am joined by my co-host, April Sunshine Hawkins. Hi, April. Hey, JJ, and hello, Hero Maker. So, JJ, we have to talk about your recent adventures to Boston, yes, to the inbound HubSpot conference. Oh my God, you were there a full week yeah Reese Witherspoon graciously yeah graciously allowed you to share a stage yeah I, I say that Reese allowed me to share a stage meaning she could have taken up all the stages right. and she just took up one stage right at a different time and I took another stage at another completely different <laughs> time that she had no idea that I was at um but I'm like yeah I shared the stage with uh, Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, you totally did. <laughs> so Reese Witherspoon is there. We've established mm -hmm. yep. that. But mm -hmm. why is Reese Witherspoon <laughs> there? And why are you there? Why don't you tell the Hero Maker listening out there right now, what is even Inbound? What 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 is it? Inbound is, and, and I know we are a part of the HubSpot Podcast Network, and so I'm a big HubSpot fan to begin with. But I had never been to an Inbound conference until last year, and I can tell you that that Inbound is my favorite conference I've ever been to. And I've been to a lot of conferences, speaking and attending over the years, leadership conferences, spiritual conferences, youth conferences, marketing conferences, and by far, by far, they just kill it. Mm -hmm. And what it really is, is it's a conference that's designed to equip sales and marketing people with tools and strategies and insights to grow their business and to continue marketing better. And so it just like even the very first 
you know, session kicked off talking about what are the trends that are happening right now in the marketing world? What are some tools that can be used? And, you know, Reese was there to talk about leadership specifically. And it's such an encouraging conference. It's such a fun conference. They have great food. They put on great parties. (laughs) And the sessions are unbelievable. And I was there to speak on a panel about content creation and AI. And the whole conference really, I mean, I mean, if you looked at the schedule, almost every session had to do with AI in some concept. It's just what everybody's talking about right now. There are so many tools that are coming out. And I will tell you, the tools that HubSpot is creating in the AI world that are going to help companies create content faster and create images for social media, it's honestly unreal. It's unreal what they're creating. And I can't wait. A lot of it still is in beta mode, but it is unreal. And I cannot wait for every Everybody who actually is a HubSpot customer and to use these products. And they're also going to be giving away a lot of it free to people who are not. I mean, it's just, I was never more proud to be part of the HubSpot podcast network, honestly, because oh, I, love that. I just loved being there. But my panel, it's it was interesting. You know, they asked me to come in and speak on AI. And I have done a lot of work in AI because I've had to. I've had to learn about it. I've had to research. I've had to experiment a lot with it. And when I came in, one of the things that I just really talked about was less about how to specifically use the tools or what are some prompts you can use because there's a lot of that information out there. And the way that I approached it on this panel discussion was what is kind of the attitude we need to have when we step into using AI? Because a lot of people can talk about the technical side of the tools and the prompt side of the tools and tips and tricks, and I can do that as well. But I really thought, what are people feeling, really, when it comes to AI and this new world? And truthfully, I think there's a lot of panic, and truth, especially in the marketing world and professional marketers. And I just don't think that's necessary, to be very honest. I understand the panic. I understand why people are going, is AI going to be taking our jobs? But it's not. And we need to have the courage to actually step into using the tools so that we can actually get more of our messages out there in a clear way to more customers and help them solve their problem. And I was on a panel discussion at HubSpot, and I actually talked about that, about how we need to approach using AI. All right, Hero Maker. So without further ado, here's the recording of Dr. J.J. Peterson's content marketing and AI panel at Inbound 2023. I'm Juliet Bennett-Ryla. I'm a senior writer on The Hustle, which is HubSpot's daily business and tech newsletter and podcast. And today we are going to talk about AI, what else, the buzziest thing in tech right now. Some people have compared it to the greatest invention since the internet, fire, electricity. Some people think it will achieve singularity and doom us all. But today we're going to narrow that focus and we're just going to talk about AI and content marketing, uh, what people are using it for, what they're not using it for, some surprising use cases, things to look out for, and the future of the industry. First, let's go across the stage and introduce our panel. Yes, so my name is Martina. I'm the editor of Next in AI. And before that, I was the editor of the marketing blog at HubSpot. Uh, I'm Dr. JJ Peterson, the head of StoryBrand, and I help companies create content that invites customers into a story so that they can do more business. 
everyone, my name is Jensen. I am a YouTuber and a part of HubSpot Creators, one of their YouTubers. And I create business videos, personal finance videos, and a lot of videos recently on AI, integrating that with business and marketing. All right, so first up, are you using AI already? And if so, what are some of the ways in which you're using it? And alternatively, what are some of the ways where at this point you're like, no, I, I still need to do that myself or have a person do it? One of the things that I've been trying to do lately is test the limits of what it is capable of doing and not from a human perspective when we're talking about creating content. So I do use it a lot just for a lot of inspiration, a lot of lead generator ideas and headline ideas and social media ideas. But I've been testing it a lot with its accuracy. One, that's one of the things I've been stepping into. And one kind of funny thing is I actually put in chat GBT, give me five facts about Dr. JJ Peterson. And all five were incorrect. Absolutely all five were incorrect about me. They got my, they said I was, had a doctorate, but it was wrong. They said I worked for a different company. They said my position was different. Uh, one thing it did say was I was an author, but I was a New York Times bestselling author, which is not true. Washington Post, but it, it was just very, there were things like that of where I was testing, can we trust what it's being created? And that was one of the things that I found in a whole bunch of different examples of trying to get it to give me factual information. It was about 50-50 if I was gonna get something that was actually accurate or not. And so that's one of the cautions as I'm working with content creators that I talk about is understand that it's still in a phase where even if you're getting your prompts down really specific, there are limitations, there's bias in the AI. And it is giving you information that may or may not be always correct. And you know, different people here are talking about the human element that is brought to marketing is our ability for that connection and storytelling in particular. And when it comes to the space that I work in in that kind of creating clear messaging. If you do not have a clear message and a clear understanding of your audience and a honed in brand before you begin using AI and putting out that message to the broad audience, you're just gonna put more junk out there. So I think a lot of people think, well, they, it can just write everything. It can't. You have to understand your audience, understand the story you're telling, and get a clear message and brand identity first. Then ChatGPT or other AI tools can actually get that to a broader audience faster and with a broader message. But if you have crap going in, you're gonna get crap going out. I mean, it's just garbage in is garbage out. So that's the part that I always kind of focus on and say there's still, we don't know where it's gonna be in six months, let alone five years. That may all change in the future, but right now, it helps us do things faster. It gets us to a wider audience. It allows us to do things in a way that helps us be more creative. But if you take the human element out of it, the story out of it, the connection out of it, the audience identity out of it, you're actually just gonna put more garbage in the marketplace. And the way that you can stand out in the marketplace that is now being flooded with more content is by having a clear message and a clear understanding of your audience before you even get into that space. We've talked a lot about written content. I mean, that's ChatGPT's thing. But have you experimented with any of the other AI, perhaps in image creation, video, translation, any of the other tools out there? Well, in a lot of my videos on YouTube, this is what I do. I do a lot of these challenges and I'm experimenting with these new AI tools. And some technology I've been experimenting with is a lot of image generators. So, you know, just the past, I would say, year or six months, 
like the technology in that field is insane. Literally one year ago, you could put like rubber duck and generate some 2D, very disorganized art. But now it's like realistic, it's really real. And I can't believe it's making that. And I feel like the next level for that would be video. So I think right now you can generate AI art with a prompt. I would say in one year's time or even less, you could probably generate a whole video with a prompt, maybe like a duck walking on the road or something like that. Yeah, and I love the image creation, the video creation. Again, one of the things I would say of a caution <laughs> of, it, of creating content is that those images cannot be copywritten. So you, you have to be aware that as you're creating and using AI to generate images, visual, sound, all that stuff, because it is AI generated, it cannot be copywritten. So if you're creating an online course that has an AI generated slide image, one, in that course, it cannot be copywritten right now. So you just have to be, again, you go back to who, what is the human element in this. The pairing of the two is where the magic happens, right? But just creating images and going, oh, I'm putting this in a course, I'm gonna charge people for it. You actually cannot copyright that right now, and both here and in Europe. What are some of the more interesting use cases you've seen? I know there's AI that can do um, all sorts of things beyond content, image, and video, which I think is what most people are focused on. Are there other things you've seen that you've been able to incorporate into your workflow, perhaps with research or how you're managing your time or, or any of these other use cases? One of my favorite things to do lately is put in some kind of prompt around the idea that give me a 30-day plan to make me an expert in blank and just giving it that prompt. And I, the more specific you can be with that, it actually gives me a 30-day plan of things I could do, read, watch, uh, experiment with, where in 30 days I can be an expert in this area. And so that's been really fun to just kind of try to become an expert. Uh, one of the things that I do on the side as a stupid little hobby is I, um, <laughs> I try to win blue ribbons at state fairs in craft competitions that are ridiculous. And the latest one that I just did was in Tennessee, there's a category of craft where it's adult division, fairy habitat diorama, smaller than 12 by 12 inches. And so one of the things I did was, oh, I can't believe I'm saying this here. Um, I'm loving it. You've already started. Um, I created a plan to become a Tennessee State Fair Blue Ribbon winner in the adult division miniature fairy habitat triorama smaller than 12 by 12. So if you ever follow my Instagram, you will see, I'll find out next weekend if I won or not. <laughs> we hope you do. It obviously doesn't build it for you, but it, it doesn't gives you build the it, but it tells or... me how to build it. It tells me what blogs to read, what Instagram to follow, you know, what YouTube videos to watch that might increase my knowledge and where I can even buy good deals on miniature fairies. You're welcome, Inbound. You're welcome. <laughs> I think in terms of business, you know, with AI art generation, a lot of times we're looking to it to actually make the logo or something like that entirely for us, but. Sometimes you need that human touch or you need a designer to have a kind of a outline or example. So just using AR to just create examples, just to experiment with it, see what's up. Um, that's something I use. And another really cool thing that I think a lot of people haven't touched upon is AI and like 3D CGI. They're, they're developing a lot of technologies where, you know, let's say right now you watch the Avengers, right? And you see the Hulk on screen. For them to put that on the screen, you need a mocap suit, you need a lot of CGI artists, but they're making technologies where you know you could literally just film it and then 
the AI will track that human being and then put the Hulk on top of it, uh, put a CGI on top of it. And that's some crazy technology that's still building. I'm super excited to see where that's going. Yeah, I just played a video game where the AI avatars or the, the NPCs responded to me. So I'd be like, hey, what am I doing here? What am I looking for? And there was a pause, there was a little bit of a lag, but they were able to hear what I was saying and respond to me, which was really interesting. So what kind of feedback have you received from your audiences regarding AI? Do you, do you feel like people are really excited about it? Are they a little reluctant? Are they skeptical? What's the temperature check there? I feel like it's a little bit of both. I feel like people are scared to use it. They don't know how to use it. And I think my piece of feedback there would be just experiment. You know, you're not going to get the answers, all the answers from us. You have to go in there and like play around with it, figure out what piece of content it works best on, what the limitations are, because like we said, there are definitely limitations with inaccuracies and stuff. ChatGPT can be a big fat liar. So I think, yeah, that's the biggest thing. I, I would just be curious with this audience, how many people have used ChatGPT in this audience? Okay, for the online people, pretty much everybody, yes. How many people feel super confident about being able to use ChatGPT? I see about five hands. Okay, <laughs> I think that's where a lot of people is. I think it's so early in the development and everybody's talking about it. So if you're not experimenting and you're not on it, you're going to be left behind. Every time a new technology is developed, it is the early adopters who take the most advantage of it. So those of you who raised your hand and said that you are using ChatGPT, you are the early adopters compared to the rest of the world especially you are going to take the most advantage of this. You are not expected to be experts. You are not expected to be able to run right now. This is us walking. And I think that's what a lot of people are experiencing is I'm just kind of tiptoeing and walking a little bit into this world. And when we do that, you're going to have the advantage. And I think as things change, they're changing so rapidly, we're gonna get better and better. We're gonna find out that probably all the things that it can do are not really meant for us. And we're gonna probably in our day to day and in our jobs use it for four or five things max. I think that's where it's gonna come down to. But we have to play with it. We have to experiment with it to get there. And I think most people are out right now is they have played with it. They're nervous about it. They're scared, some people are scared, but I think for everybody here, for the people listening online, you know, obviously everybody raised their hand that they tried it, about 10 people raised their hand said they feel confident. That's where most people are. You're not behind the curve. You can do this, but do it scared. It's okay. <laughs> the Side Hustle Pro Podcast hosted by Nikayla Matthews Okome is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. The Side Hustle Pro Podcast showcases diverse entrepreneurs who have scaled from side hustle to a profitable business. And we know that since you're a hero maker, you're gonna love this show because episodes dive into social media marketing strategies that really work. And in fact, were used to scale the Side Hustle Pro Podcast from an indie podcast to a podcast on the HubSpot network. Recently in episode 375, Nikayla revisits her conversation with Terry Nichelle Bradley, the founder of Brown Toy Box, an educational toy company producing steam toys, media, and experiences for centering and celebrating black children. They unpack how Brown Toy Box went from side hustle to being sold in every target and how she used her network to win investors to fund toy production. 
Listen to Side Hustle Pro wherever you get your podcasts. And now back to the show. Apart from just the factual errors, what are some of the other considerations you think brands need to have before they jump full into this? We've talked about some of the cautions, I think, but one of the things is just right now, even AI fatigue. People, like, they're tired of hearing about it in many ways. Some people are, and we're just at the beginning. But the other part is people are starting to suss out what is AI and what is human. I mean, even just on the most simple level, when people contact me on LinkedIn, and my name, you spell it capital J period, capital J period, and I can always tell when it's AI generated because first J is capitalized, second J is not. So I know immediately a human did not write me this, that a bot did, I'm not even looking at it. And there's other things that people are finding in writing, like you can start to tell what is being AI generated and what's not. And people are already getting fatigue out there. And you know, depending on the research you read, before all of this, people were receiving between three to 5,000 commercial messages a day three to 5,000 commercial messages a day in any given environment. And now that's gonna go up. And so when you just rely on AI to do your message and marketing, you're actually going to get lost in that sea of noise. And in order to stand out, you actually have to have the human touch. I still believe use the AI to get to a wider, wider audience faster, but when you create the content and own the content yourself, you actually will differentiate in the market on that in that space. Yeah. I like to think of AI as like an assistant or an intern, right? You're gonna they may not they're not familiar with everything that your company's doing. They don't have the historical data. So they might be able to provide information, but you definitely wanna be the one to double check it look at it, review it, give it feedback, because you know, with ChatGPT and BART, it's a conversation, right? So these are the things we're going to keep in mind. Uh, just because it gives you something doesn't mean you have to use it, and doesn't mean it's going to be great. So we've talked about garbage in, garbage out. We hear that a lot. What are some tips that you have when it comes to prompts to make sure that you are not putting the garbage in? You know, whatever you want the tone to be, be as descriptive as possible. Use references. If, let's say, you want to write something in the style of the New York Times, tell it, hey, write it in the style of New York Times, you know? So I think the more description, the better. Yeah, the more specific. Yeah, I don't know if you guys were at the opening session this morning when they revealed all the stuff that HubSpot is doing with AI, which is unbelievable. But did you see on the screen in the content creator where it said, you know, witty, professional, you know, you could select. The HubSpot has created a tool that gives you those prompts to help you be more specific. If you're not using HubSpot to do that content creation, you want to use the same model. The more specific you can make the prompts for this audience, in this style, for this purpose, all of those things, the more specific you can give it, the better output you're going to get. But again, I would say if you don't know your audience and you're not aware of what their pain points are, what problems you're trying to solve for them, what they want from you, then it's not going to work. But if you can nail that first, then you put it in, be real specific, you're going to get great ideas. Yeah, I think you can use this tactic called prompt chaining. So instead of thinking of, of it like using only one prompt and one piece of content, you can actually extend it to make multiple things. So I can say, hey, write me an outline for a marketing strategy. Okay, I give it feedback on that. Then once it's given me an outline that I actually like, then I can say, hey, based on that outline, write me the article. All right, I have the article now. 
based on that article, write me a headline. And so you can actually get so much more out of one thing. So instead of seeing it as like one, what they call like a mega prompt, one piece in, one piece out, you can build off of the previous prompt and the previous feedback that it gave you. Because ChatGPT is actually reading off of the previous answers that exactly. it's generated. Exactly. If it's from the same Learning session. From that. And you can even create more marketing content because you could say, turn this into a blog post. Turn exactly. this into three video scripts that can go on Instagram. Turn this into three posts that will target this audience with this quote. You know, so you can take that original idea, turn it into an article, then turn that article into 20, you can turn it into an email, video, YouTube, Instagram, LinkedIn, everything. Yeah, I like to have saved my prompts because sometimes it's just too much work to like just think of a new prompt every time. So having a bank of prompts that you can just plug in the information for maybe different categories or different things that you're looking for can be really helpful just to you know get the answer you're looking for quickly. And do you save those in ChatGPT or do you have like a... Oh no, I have like in my little notes app. Okay. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we're pretty new to this AI thing, but where do you see content marketing going as AI evolves as an industry? What I think is going to become more and more important for businesses and marketers is to own their own data because more and more things will be possible. So what I mean by that is right now, if we want to reach large audiences, the best way to do that is by using Google, Facebook, Instagram ads and using their algorithms and their AI to reach our audiences. So we've had to build our business on other people's platforms. And Amy Porterfield, one of her phrases that I love is don't build your business on rented land. And as we move forward with the tools that we're going to be able to use so easily right now, Facebook and Instagram and Google have to pay people a lot of money to create proprietary rhythms that target specific audiences, but they own that. They own the data. They're giving you access. They're saying who you can and can't reach. And it's going to become more and more important for you to own your data, which means you need to get those email addresses. You need to get the information. You need to be more connected with your customer because the tools that are going to come out will allow you to better target your audience at a faster rate in a more personal way. That's where I think it's headed is we're just going to get faster, better, and able to be more personal. But if you're ultimately relying on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn and Google for your connection with your audience, you will not have the advantage. I think AI is the big buzzword right now, but I think in five years or even less, AI is just going to be a part of everything else. We're not even going to think about it. It's just technology in the software that we're using. We're seeing it being implemented in a lot of technologies that we use every day in marketing or in content creation, like Photoshop, for example. Adobe is doing a lot of things like that. And in the future, you're not going to call it Photoshop AI. It's just going to be a Photoshop, right? So it's going to be integrated in that process. And I'm just, we're going to see that a lot with all the technology out there. It's just going to be a, a, an everyday thing. And speaking of, what are some of your favorite tools right now? We've talked about ChatGPT. We've talked about Bard. I don't know if you have a preference for one or the other. Or you think one is better at this than the other one. But what are some of the favorite tools that you're using right now? Bard, def definitely. Bard and ChatGPT are the main ones I use. Bard, if I want post-2021 data, 
and it's real time, so it has access to more information. And then ChatGPT is really good, like as a conversational bot. Uh, the output is usually pretty good. So those are the two main ones that I use. Um, for AI art generation, Midjourney is definitely the best one, in my opinion, in terms of quality. It's not free though, so there might be some other ones like Leonardo. That's the one that you can access for free. That's pretty good as well. Just try everything and see what works for you. And what I meant to say was HubSpot. HubSpot's <laughs> AI tools are my favorite. They're the only things I use, and that's it. So I forgot. Jumping off that last point, what is something that you wish AI could do for you that it can't right now? What we're thinking of in terms of AI right now is just creating things, right? Generating things. But we don't often think about the side of AI where it's analyzing things, uh, the, the data analysis, data research aspect. So that is, I think, a very big field that I think a lot of us haven't really thought of. And definitely companies, software, they're going to get into that. And it's going to help all of us in terms of marketing, marketing insights, getting demographic data, et cetera. If, if I'm most honest, where I've been is I've been frustrated that I have to learn something new in this space. So it's hard for me actually to answer that question of like, what do I wish I could do more of? Because at first, I know it's going to be harder. And I think for anybody who is in that space who has been like dragging your feet about getting into that, I think that's okay. Most of us have to do it because you know, the, the phrase that's going around right now is AI is not going to replace your job, but somebody who knows AI will. So we have to, we have to. And some of us are dragging our feet going into it. But once we're in there, we're like, I guess it's okay. I guess, right. you know, it's a little bit like you kind of have to be <laughs> like, okay, good. okay, it's actually pretty cool. I love that it get, helps me get things done faster. I have been more creative and productive since I started using AI tools than honestly in the past couple of years because the getting started was always the hardest. It's been fun, but I've gone in a little slower, I think, than most people in my space. What is your favorite thing? that you have seen a brand use AI to do since this whole AI frenzy began. I don't know if you all saw this, but McDonald's in June, early June, they asked ChatGPT, what's the most iconic burger? And they took the answer that ChatGPT gave and put billboards all around, I think throughout Brazil. And I thought that was, it was like an example of newsjacking, right? You're taking a topic that everybody's thinking about, everybody likes, and you're using it to tell a story about your brand. And of course, I don't know if I said this, um, I buried the lead there, but ChatGPT said the McDonald's um, Big Mac. So that was the answer. Yeah, most of my stuff has been in the video space. It, that's because that's an area that I think what you said has had, it's very expensive and it's been hard to get into. And this allows a, a more pl level playing field from a cost perspective of what people are able to do. I still, again, think it doesn't negate those visual studios and the video studios there when they understand how to use it they're going to go to the next level but some of the stuff that's visually created super quick on the fly by people in the space that are not video experts that's kind of the stuff that's blown me away so before we get into final thoughts on ai for the people out here who are like i'm going to take what you said i'm going to start getting into it do you have any resources that you would point to as a good starting point for people who are very curious? Here's honestly what I did is I used ChatGPT and said, give me a 30-day plan to make me an expert on AI in marketing. Do that. If you don't know, go in there and say, make me an expert. 
So I've asked you a bunch of questions about specific things, and now I'm gonna let you have your final thoughts. I'll just say, it's an exciting time. For me, if I'm honest, it was a nerve-wracking time, especially in the beginning. And if you're feeling that, that's okay. Step into it slowly, but step. Courage is not the absence of fear, it's action in light of it. <laughs> so give yourself a lot of grace, but move, but move in it. And my final thought is just to experiment, honestly. You're gonna figure things out as you go. You won't have all the answers now. And so the more you experiment, the more you see like where it's helpful, where it's not helpful, and you'll get all the answers along the way. And that's gonna do it for us today. Thank you so much for coming out and joining us. And uh, we hope you have a great rest of your night. Okay, Hero Maker, I hope you enjoyed that, and I hope you now feel permission to actually play a little bit with ChatGPT and AI and just experiment, have fun with it, trying to grow your marketing and your business. And if you are still stuck trying to figure out how to apply the StoryBrand framework and use AI in your marketing, you can hire a StoryBrand certified guide. Just go to marketingmadesimple.com to hire a guide that will show you how to clarify your message and create marketing that that works. All right. Well, it's time to apply everything you learned with this week's actionable step. A practical step from today's conversation you can immediately use to shape your marketing and clarify your message. I know you heard in the panel discussion where I gave people permission to step forward and start using AI and ChatGPT. It was really an interesting moment when I asked everybody in the room who has used ChatGPT. And I'm telling you, there were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people in the room. It was a gigantic room. Every person raised their hand. When I said, <laughs> how many feel comfortable? It was about 10. <laughs> it really was. And it was so insane to see that even people who are supposed to be on the cutting edge of the marketing world, what's happening in AI, they're nervous. They're nervous. And I get it. I was too. But if you start thinking about AI as a tool in your tool belt, it actually becomes a lot simpler. Think about how you use tools. You don't always use a hammer for every project. You don't always use a screwdriver or a saw for every single project. You pull them out when it's appropriate, when it helps you get things done easier, right? You're not using your hand to pound in a nail. <laughs> you use a hammer because it makes it easier. It makes it faster. That's how you want to think of AI. So start experimenting. Start playing with it a little bit. See where it can cut your time down. See where it can help you brainstorm faster. See where you can become an expert on on things that you want to learn more about. When you begin playing with the AI and specifically ChatGPT, because it's a very easy AI tool to use, you are going to start to see and learn where it can help you grow your marketing skills and grow your creativity. Don't feel like you need to use it for everything, but play. And like I mentioned in the panel discussion, you might be a little nervous, you might be a little afraid, but step forward anyway. Nobody is going to be watching and nobody's going to be judging you on this. This is for you. So for the actionable step this week, I want you at some point in the next two days, I'm going to give you a deadline in the next two days, I want you to sit down and I want you to just play with chat GPT experiment a little bit. See if it can give you some ideas for lead generators. See if it can give you some ideas for social media or see if you can use it to gather information to help you become an expert on a specific subject. When you do this, 
you are going to be able to get faster at creating marketing. You are going to be able to brainstorm a whole bunch of new ideas that will get you in front of your audience faster and more creatively. When you get your message in front of more people, you are going to get them access to your products in a faster and more creative way, which ultimately will help them buy your product so that they can solve their own problem. And that's what makes them a hero of their own story. That's what makes you a great guide. And that's what makes you a hero maker. Well, that's all for this week's episode of Marketing Made Simple. Thank you so much for listening and believing like us that your marketing should be easy and it should work. Follow Marketing Made Simple wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you found this episode valuable, please rate and review the show, letting us know how these tips are clarifying your message and growing your business. We'll see you next week. Hey, you cannot stop me. You cannot stop me. Go.